Welcome to Ringing of the Bell, brought to you by the ASX and Bell Direct. I'm Jessica Amir, Market Analyst with Bell Direct. And joining us today is Head of Relationship Management Trading Services, Rob Nash. Rob, thanks so much for having us here at the ASX. Thanks, Jess. Good to be with you. So today we're talking about some of the trends that we've seen in equity trading this year. And we're also going to talk about the aftermath of the US election and what investors could expect. But first up, in a recent video that we did with Andrew Campion, we dissected some of the trends uh, brought about from the ASX investor study. But further to that, I wanted to ask you what changes in investor behavior have you seen that stand out to you? Yeah, thanks, Jess. That uh, investor survey uh, did bring in some interesting insights, but particularly the intentions for retail uh, investors to increase their trading activity over the coming 12 months, and we've certainly seen that. Uh, it would be fair to say the average daily turnover of all the buys and sells uh, for the months leading up to February and March of this year was around $7 billion Australian dollars per day. And what we saw uh, through COVID was uh, from the peak of the market of February 20 of this year, all the way down to uh, the bottom of the market on the 23rd of March. The market fell 36% and as we now know, was the fastest bear market in history. Mm -hmm. So that type of volatility that we've seen typically attracts a big shift in volume and trading and retail uh, investors certainly went along uh, for, for, that, for that ride. Um, we saw retail activity uh, participate, participation go from about 10% of daily trades to around 18%. That's a massive increase for the retail investor base. So what we saw then uh, uh, throughout that period was the average daily turnover overall increased to about 12 to $13 billion per day. So that's a massive increase and retail went along for the ride. And the level of retail trading activity at the moment is currently sitting at close to a record high. It would be fair to say, however, that in the last few months, trading levels have receded to perhaps a bit more long-term levels, but I'm pleased to let you know that the level of retail has still maintained a very high level. Indeed, it is really pleasing to see investors are taking more control of their finances and getting involved or more involved with investing. But I wanted to talk about the key themes that we've seen this year. One of those is that investors have been favouring the high growth tech sector and the stocks in that sector. But what are you seeing? Yeah, that's spot on, Jess. The, uh, we've also uh, seen the tech stocks around the buy now, pay later segment of the market, seeing some significant retail activity. Quite well-known names probably from your investors are stocks like Afterpay, Zip, Splitted and Sezzle. Um, considering the global dynamics in tech, they've certainly matched that performance. If you go back to the beginning of COVID, when um, around that February-March period, probably two interesting trends to highlight, which I think are still significant for us today, was um, the, for one of the first sectors that were impacted were some of the travel stocks considering that how quickly lockdowns were activated across the country and in fact the world. So stocks like Qantas, Flight Centre and Webjet uh, saw some significant number of trading from, from retail investors. Uh, and the uh, other thing worth mentioning, if you recall uh, around the supermarkets at the time, uh, we were draining the, the shelves of, of hand bacteria and toilet paper. Retail activity in the stocks like Coles and Woolworths were, were incredibly strong and, uh, and they participated in, in chasing defensive names like that in a period where the market was quite volatile. Some of the other things just to mention as well throughout the course of this year in the resources space, we saw some significant price rises in iron ore and gold. 
and that's been reflected again by strong retail activity in mineral resources, um, Fortescue Mining, and also uh, in the gold space, stocks like Newcrest, Saracen, Evolution Mining, and North Star. And another key theme is also the, the rise of ETFs with retailers taking part in that as well. Uh, yeah, again, uh, correct, Jessica. The, uh, the retail activity that we've seen this year uh, has translated very easily amongst exchange-traded funds. In particular, some of those ETFs that are listed on the ASX that allow investors to profit in both a rise and a falling market. Uh, some of those ETFs uh, are issued by beta shares that give exposure to both Australia and global indices as well. We also have seen some pretty traditional and safe haven activity in stocks in ETFs, sorry, about the in VAS, IOZ, and STW from the bigger traditional ETF issuers from BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. Overall, though, pleasing to say that retail activity now accounts for almost 20% of all exchange-traded fund turnover, and that's been relatively consistent throughout the years. That's really pleasing to see. And moving to the US election now, we know each and every year after a US election, the Aussie share market has rallied six and a half to 40%. That's just looking at the past 36 years. And we also know the Aussie share market performance is generally tied to the US share market. And returns in the US are typically higher under a democratic presidency. But what should investors be watching now locally? Yes, most investors really dislike uncertainty. So I think once the political dust settles down, they'll be reverting back to quite traditional methods of looking at what securities and stocks to invest in. There are many Australian stocks listed here that have very good earnings generated from the US economy. For example, some of the building material stocks, James Hardy and Borel, gaming stocks like Aristocrat, healthcare stocks like ResMed and CSL. There are many others out there. People should be focusing on some of those blue chip stocks that have strong, stable and growing earnings that generated from the US economy. Two things we should never forget though, we've currently got synchronized global central bank stimulus being injected into economies around the world. And last but not least, we have COVID still to deal with. And all of us are expecting that sometime during 2021, both the government and scientific community will be rolling out some sort of treatment for that, and that will certainly reset the investment markets. Absolutely. We're all crossing our fingers and toes for that, particularly given six of the large US biotechs are really ramping up mass-scale production to develop a vaccine. So fingers crossed, 2021, mid-next year, we'll have something. Rob Nash, thank you so much for your time and for your insights. Thanks, Jess. Pleasure being here. Thank <laughs> you.